0: Welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 68, which is entitled, Come On. I am your host, G2, and before I get into the topics today, let me read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today, Sunday, April the 3rd, is Chocolate Mousse Day. Tomorrow, April the 4th, is International Carrot Day, as well as Cordon Bleu Day. After that, April 5th is Burrito Day, Raisin and Spice Bar Day, as well as Caramel Day. April 6th, International Carbonaro Day, as well as Caramel Popcorn Day. April 7th is Beer Day and Coffee Cake Day. April 8th, Empanada Day. And then April 9th is Chinese Almond Cookie Day. Now... Before I get into the topics, I want to give my condolences to the family of Taylor Hawkins. He was 50 when he passed away. And for the ones that don't know, he was the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Uh, Foo Fighters is a legendary band. Um, their front man was Dave Gruel. And Dave Gruel is the former drummer for Nirvana, who their frontman was Kurt Cobain. And the reason why I put this... Dave Grohl in this because I want everybody to please say, um, keep Dave Grohl in their prayers as well with this, because I don't know if people understand this or not. Dave Grohl lost both of his friends. He lost Kurt Cobain, uh, in 1994 on April 5th. Now he lost his best friend now on March 25th, 2020. And whether people know this or not, that's not that's not too far apart in the time slotted. if you're going to be honest with each other that's only literally two weeks from each other so Dave Grohl now has to carry this big burden of losing two of his best friends he lost Kurt Cobain in 1994 and I'm pretty sure he's still dealing with some of the fallout from time to time at one point he couldn't even listen to nirvana songs imagine now he lost his best friend he even put in his book that this is a guy that he would took a bullet for he lost his best friend and on like two weeks apart from now the anniversary of whenever he lost his other friend kirk cobain dave Grohl is in a real real i believe he's in a real um not even envious spot he's in a real miserable spot if for anybody and I just want everybody to please keep Taylor uh, Hawkins family in their prayers his wife his children but also keep his bandmates especially Dave Grohl because again Dave Grohl lost two best friends Kurt Cobain in 94 of April 5th and now his best friend Amanda he would take a bullet for in his own words that he put in his own book on March 25th 2022 and this is just it's real it's real saddening it really is because when you look back and I didn't know who Food Fighters was technically I always like I've heard of the Food Fighters they used to have a song called uh, Pretenders on MTV whenever like early 2000's that's like the only time I. again I always gotta preface this I don't listen to much music outside of rap and even in rap I listen to uh, people that my brother put me on to or people that I find myself but this semester and when I was in college, I started trying to expand my musical taste and I listened back to the Food Fighter stuff because of The Pretender and I got some of their music on my phone and I listened to that from time to time. And I will watch like interviews that Dave gruel had and you will see there's a compilation of Dave gruel and Taylor uh, Hawkins like in like, compilation of them just being funny guys, those two hanging out and just, chilling out and relaxing and they just having chemistry with each other you could tell they were true like best friends that they were meant to be friends so if you go to those youtube like go to youtube and type in dave rule and taylor hawkins trust me you'll see exactly what i'm talking about it's it's real disheartening and i just want people to please keep his family Dave rule as well in their prayers, please, because Dave Grohl really needs it, and also Taylor Hawkins' wife and children definitely need it, because they lost a husband and a father. It's just, uh, is it's not, it's not something that I will wish on anybody. So again, uh, my condolences to them. Also, my condolences to another family, because this, because what I'm about to read to you comes from NBC News. It, uh, the title reads. Two cousins, 12 and 14, killed while playing with gun on Instagram, Live. family says. Um, two young cousins from Missouri were live streaming when one fatally shot the other before she killed herself, police and relatives says. St. Louis police identified the children as Paris Harvey, who was 12, and her cousin, Chiron Harvey, 14, both of St. Louis. Officers responded to a call about a shooting in the 1,000 block of Spur Street at 2 a.m. Friday, the police department said the family, well, the victim and suspect were located inside a residence suffering from puncture wounds, police says. Both were pronounced dead at the scene. Police classified the incident as a murder-suicide, but family member says it was a tragic accident. Paris' mother told NBC affiliate, ksdk of st louis that she let her daughter go to the apartment for a family birthday celebrating march birthdays harvey said chiron is the son of her brother the station reported she said the kids were making a video on instagram live in which paris was playing with the gun but it went off and hit chiron paris dropped the gun and it fell and it went off to my knowledge and then when she picked it up she picked it up by the barrel and it went off That's all I know. It was not a suicide. It was just a freak accident, she told KSDK. Harvey said she didn't know how her daughter got a hold of the gun. We got to look out for each other. We're a family and their young, Harvey says. It was not clear Monday where the gun came from or whether charges will be filed in connection with the deaths. The investigation continues, and police did not disclose further details. Ladies and gentlemen... First and foremost, please pray for the Harvey family because they've lost uh, family members. As you can tell, they lost children in this situation. And I just want to start with that first before I get into something heavy here. This plays a part into social media, but this also plays into a part of you putting your guns away, ladies and gentlemen. If you have guns, please please put them in a way that children cannot touch them. They were not children. They were teenagers, but... You get the drift here. Please put them away. That's somewhere that the teenagers, these teens, cannot grab your guns because they are doing everything that they see their idols and or heroes doing either on social media or on these music videos or whatever. This should have been... This could have been avoided. This shouldn't have happened. I am just completely sad because, again, children are so... They're so influenced by what they see on television and what they see on social media. If they see that their idol is holding a gun, they want to do that. If they see their idol is selling drugs or talking about sipping lean or anything else, of that magnitude, they want to do that. If they see them wearing Gucci or Prada or Louis Vuitton or Balenciaga, they want to do that as well because guess what? They want to be just like their idol. They want to be just like the person that they see on social media or on television. Now, I'm always on the side of people that are celebrities are not children's role models. They should not be role models. Children shouldn't look up to them. Charles Barkley said it. Hey, I'm not your kid's role model. You as a parent, you need to teach them yourself. I understand that. But once you become a celebrity, you got to understand children are going to look at you. Yes, parents are going to have to step in as they should because that's what a parent's supposed to do. They're supposed to step in and say, hey, don't do that. I understand you might like their music or I understand you might like, who the person is, but don't do that, don't do that type of behavior, even if they're rapping about it, or singing about it, don't do none of that behavior, that's not true, this is all a facade, entertainers are exactly that word, entertainers, they are people that entertain you, they're supposed to take you away from your life, in any capacity, whether it be music, Uh, television movies or even on social media these people are real people but they are living a facade in front of your face on social media and in any route of entertainment i just want to keep that really really straight to everybody so please parents look after what your children are watching look after what they're doing look after who they are influenced by and if you see that they're influenced by somebody doing something wrong tell them ayo that's nothing but entertainment First and foremost, you just always tell them, this is nothing but entertainment. A lot of these people aren't rapping about what they're really doing. A lot of these people are lying. Because trust me, there's a lot of people out here that are lying about what they're doing, but they never tell it to the public because you want to know why. They're making their money off of the children. They're making their money off of the teenagers because they guess what? They know that that's their core base. That's their audience. And with that, you got to pander to them. You got to give them exactly what they want. And just in this instance... It happens to be guns and everything else. I don't know who their influence were. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you just by reading this story, they were watching somebody, they were influenced by somebody of hood hood culture, or I'm not going to say rap because there's a lot of people in rap that rap things, but I say hood culture because you've, you're around the hood. Trust me, you're going to be influenced by it. So I say hood culture and... They were probably around a lot of people who probably did some things that were not good things. I'm not saying the family were doing things of illegal substance or doing things that are not good things. I'm just saying the people that they are around. I'm talking about the neighborhood that they were probably surrounded by. I'm not saying the family. Just want to clarify that again. So, please look after what your kids are doing. Please look after them. Please, please, and also please put the guns away so that your children or teenagers, your freaking children, could just never ever grab it. This is this is something that shouldn't have happened, but please keep the Harvey family in your prayers, because boy, oh boy, do they need it. Uh, more tragic news, but this time times coming out of the Hollywood field. Um, it was reported this week that Bruce Willis has aphasia, and aphasia is a language disorder caused by damage in a specific area of the brain that controls language, expression, and comprehension. Ephesia leaves a person unable to communicate effectively with others. Uh, They say Ephesia is a result of a stroke. I'm not sure if Bruce Willis has had a stroke lately, but they say that he's uh, been diagnosed with this and that he's stepping away from uh, acting. So please keep the Bruce Willis family in your prayers as well because oh boy, do they need it? um Bruce Willis is 67 so I'm not sure if this is where it's supposed to be kicking in or this type of disease could kick in at this time but Bruce Willis is getting up there in age I mean 67 is almost close to 70 but he still has some time left so I hope that they can like slowly but like fastly take care of this I know it's not a like quick situation that you can quickly take care of but now that they know what the situation is and that they can know what's going on with Bruce Willis, their father or their husband, you get the drift here. They can start preparing themselves, start, okay, this is what we need. This is what we can do and start getting themselves in a position that, okay, we know how to uh, talk to dad or we know how to talk to my husband. We know the ways to which we, how to communicate with them. Um, because when you look up Ephesians, they show right beside it a photo of a man like communicating with pictures and they say like pictures can help with communication so i see them more or less probably like having photos and like him touching on the photos so he can communicate with his family so again please uh also have a prayer for the bruce willis family as well because this is going to be a real real um hard process for them to deal with because we all like to communicate with our words and just dealing with somebody having to communicate with pictures because now you got to piece it together what they are saying or what they're trying to communicate with you this is going to be a hard long uh road for them so please keep them in your prayers and please give them strength and patience with this uh disease will smith just smack the shit out of me Th- name out your fucking mouth. wow dude yeah it was a gi jane jump keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth i'm going to okay now as you just heard you know exactly what i'm about to talk about i'm going to talk about the slap heard around the world and more than less i this is probably going to be the last i'm probably going to be the last person that you hear talking about it like in depth because i'm a week late oscars happened last sunday and boy oh boy Did I think that it was just going to be another boring Oscars? And boy, was I wrong. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as you heard from the clip, Will Smith told Chris Rock to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. And before that, he slapped Chris Rock on the stage. Now, I'm going to break this down in two ways. I'm going to break this down in business. And I'm going to break this down in personal. For both Chris Rock and Will Smith. Now, I'm going to start with Chris Rock because I believe Chris Rock deserves to go first because he has been on the back burner from every aspect that I see, from everybody that talks about it. They always talk about Will Smith, so I want to talk about Chris Rock first. In personal aspect, Chris Rock is now on tour in his uh, ego death tour, so right now he's having to deal with this. He's having to sit down and more or less talk to himself every day to figure out, did I do the right thing? Did I not? uh, should I have not made that joke about Jada, did I go too far, and he's probably thinking of the degrees of, that joke wasn't that serious, how could Will Smith get that mad about a G.I. Jane joke, you ever even heard Chris Rock said it on the, uh, like, Oscar, like, where he got smacked, he said, dude, that was a G.I. Jane joke, he didn't even think it was that, like, that deep of a cut, Chris Rock is sitting there, and he's had to swallow this for a whole week. He hasn't really been able to talk about it. Yes, he was on comedy tour, and yes, he says that he's been dealing with this. He hasn't like really got any jokes about it, but you know those jokes are coming. And he hasn't talked to Will Smith. No matter what nobody has told anybody to the public, he has not talked to Will Smith. So, he's still waiting for that conversation. He's still waiting for Will Smith to talk to him. So, Chris Rock is dealing with this personally. He's dealing with all the, I'm not going to say mental anguish, because this could deal with real uh, Chris Rock's mental, but he's just been dealing with it and just probably thinking, have I been doing the right thing? Did I make the right joke or... Should I have smacked uh, Will Smith after he hit me, or did I keep it professional? Did I do the best that he's dealing with this in his mind? Because I know I would be, because boy, oh boy, getting smacked in front of your peers, in front of the whole entire world, that takes a lot of nuts first to even walk up there and smack somebody in front of everybody, one, and two, it takes a lot of nuts to stand there and just take it and just try to continue on and just soldier on with what you're there to do. So I want to commend Chris Rock for that. And also I want to commend him as well for not going on social media and just blasting Will Smith because boy, oh boy celebrities at the celebrity we have seen people blast somebody after something horrible has been transpired onto them. We've seen it in rap. We've seen it in music. We've seen it when actors doing things to other actors or getting like trashed about from other actors. We've seen it from people in the sports world. We've seen it in any every form of entertainment. So for Chris Rock not to even get on social media and even just like blast Will Smith or anybody for that situation. I wanna say Chris Rock, you have all my respect. You've been having my respect, but you've gained a, another level of it because I don't think in my position I would have kept it uh professional and as G as you. Now onto the business side, Chris Rock stood there because he knew business. Chris Rock is a businessman. He's teamed up with Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler, to me, is the guy that I don't know how on God's Green he was able to move in a way that he's able to always keep his friends in a position. He always hire them on movie sets and in roles to keep them employed and always give them a check in their pockets. Adam Sandler always does that, and Adam Sandler has his own production company, I mean, Happy Gilmore Productions, I mean, he's had that since, I believe, Billy Madison, I mean, that was, that was young whenever he was able to have his own production company and do his own film, I mean, Adam Sandler has been, he's been business, business ever since, so for Chris Rock to have Adam Sandler in his corner, and I know he probably talked to Adam about this, because Adam Sandler, uh, did give his, uh, support to Chris Rock through in this whole like week. He did give out, I believe, a social media post saying that he supported Chris Rock or some of that magnitude. But, I know Chris Rock has been talking to Adam Sandler. And I know that Adam Sandler is probably going to get Chris Rock some more roles because uh whether people want to say it as quiet as kept, the Jewish community do run Hollywood. That is a part of the course. And Adam Sandler being one of the high uh, prominent Jewish Uh, actors, and or comedians, whatever one you want to call it, he's going to get his friend into a lot much more bigger gigs. Believe that, okay? Whether people are going to say it or not, that's going to happen. That's one. And two, it's been reported that Chris Rock's tickets have been soaring. It was once at $45, now it's at $400, and people are grabbing him up at hotcakes, because people are wanting to see Chris Rock, one, because they want to stand up and give him applause after taking that slap and keeping it professional at the Oscars, and then two, he did, and they want to see if he's going to make some type of joke about the slap. I'm going to tell you right now, if that's what you're waiting for, that's not going to happen. I don't think he's going to tell you any jokes about the slap until he gets on the tour of himself and Kevin Hart. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that is where the big money comes in. He's going to be on tour with himself and Kevin Hart. And now, since that slap has happened to Chris Rock, Chris Rock is going to be the main event of that tour. Kevin Hart has no leverage. Yes, Kevin Hart, he sold out arenas. He sold out stadiums. Yes, he was in big motion picture movies. And he's still doing it now with voice acting and all this type of stuff. Before the slap happened, Chris Rock was going to open up for Kevin Hart without no questions asked. That was going to happen. But since the slap happened, Chris Rock has all the leverage in the world because people want to hear from Chris Rock and people want to be the first to hear any type of joke related to that slap. And if I'm Chris Rock, I'm going to hold off on all of any type of joke remotely related to that slap until I get on that tour with Chris, with Kevin Hart, that's what any smart businessman is going to do, because the fans are going to, yes, they want to see Kevin Hart, but yes, they're going to want to see you more, because they want to be the first to hear the jokes flying out about the slap, also, I also do want to give another, again, another, uh, send respect to Kevin, uh, Chris Rock as well, because when he stood there, after he took a slap, he did look like he was about to move something, because you could tell in his stance, he was about to do something, but he had to catch himself and collect himself, and even with Will Smith saying, keep my wife's name out your mouth, you saw, if you see it, you could tell that Chris Rock had to hold himself back even more, because boy, he was ready to let off some August Alcina jokes, that was the easiest time to let him off, and people would have started cheering and laughing and people would just look more crazy eyes at will because will at that position looked like the crazy guy but i'll get to will in a minute getting back to the chris rock and kevin hart tour here fans are going to want to be the first in line to hear who and when chris rock is going to talk about the slap in any type of joking manner chris rock holds all the leverage so with that slap what it did was boost up Chris Rock's appearance and his money and people are wanting to see him. It boosted up his numbers in social media and in ticket sales. That's what that slap did. And if if I was anybody right now to be pissed off, Kevin Hart should be pissed off right now because he lost all the leverage once that slap happened. And I can guarantee you, Kevin Hart probably called Chris Rock to see if he was okay. But I guarantee you somewhere down the line throughout this week, Kevin Hart realized Oh my God, I lost all the leverage to be the main event in our tour. Because Kevin Hart could have had the legend Chris Rock open for him, and that would have been a dub on Kevin Hart's bucket list. I had Chris Rock open for me. Nobody could say anything to me. But no, it's going to be Kevin Hart opening for Chris Rock. So Kevin Hart should be big time pissed off at Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock. Just off that alone, you made me lose all the leverage to chris rock i would be fuming if i was kevin hart but i'm not i'm just a guy that looks at the optics and the optics are showing that chris rock holds all the leverage so kevin hart i hope you uh got some funny material because boy oh boy you're gonna need it because people are going to want to hear from you cool but then they're gonna be like let's hear from chris rock let's see if you got any jokes about the will smith situation So again, Kevin Hart, you lost all the leverage because of that Will Smith smack, and boy, I would be flaming Will Smith so bad on that stage if I was Kevin Hart, but again, you can't do but so much because you gotta be the opener for Chris Rock, so this puts Kevin Hart in a real tough and sticky situation, but again... Chris Rock is handling this the best way, personally and business-wise. So, again, congratulations to Chris Rock. And I wish that slap didn't happen to you. But, boy, oh, boy, you're going to make this uh, situation the best for you. And that's what any smart person does. Now, to you, Will Smith. Boy, oh, boy, my man. Let me say this right now for you. Right now, I feel sorry for you. I do. I feel sorry because... I feel that you lost yourself at that moment. And what I mean by that at that moment, I mean you laughed at the joke. The cameras caught you. You were in 4K, my guy. The cameras caught you. You laughed at the joke. ka ka kiki, whatever. And then you saw your wife's face and you realized at that moment, okay, it affected Jada. So now I got to do something. You went up there, you smacked Chris Rock. And even in that smack, I got to give you, Kudos, because you had an immaculate form to smack somebody, because you had your left hand up when you smacked him with your right, because you were ready for Chris Rod to try to throw something at you, you were ready to give him a straight piece to the jaw. I want people to look at that photo, that iconic photo now, you will see that Will Smith's hand is up, ready for Chris Rod to try to do something if he was ready to do something. But that didn't happen. You slapped him, you walked back, you fixed yourself up, you sat in your seat, and you said, keep your wife's name out your mouth. Chris Rock said it was a G.I. Jane joke, and then you yelled at it again, keep my wife's name out your mouth. And then Chris Rock went about his way, did what he had to do. Once commercial break happened, people ran up to you. Denzel Washington, Unc, big uncle, Denzel Washington, the black, <laughs> the black beacon of hope. For any black actor and or actress in Hollywood, Denzel Washington went up to you and talked to you. Tyler Perry, the self-made man himself, went up to you and talked to you. Then after that happened, Bradley Cooper went and you he talked to you. I believe that was Bradley Cooper. People were saying that was Bradley Cooper. I don't know, but two of our biggest, but one of the legit biggest, Denzel Washington went to talk to you. And you talked about in your acceptance speech how King Richard, would have protected his family, and you were doing this to protect your family. Let me say this right now. Will Smith, you can say that all you want, but my God, you just made yourself a fool. To Hollywood, to the big Hollywood's elites, you made yourself a fool. The people were standing for you and clapping for you. They are the ones that are now turning their backs and shunning you. There are some that it won't do that because they know your character. They know you who you truly are. And they know that you lost your way at that moment at the Oscars. However, there will be a good 95% of them that are going to turn their backs on you. And they're going to say that you lost it at that moment. And we don't know how you are going to be able to come back from that. I'm saying this right now as a black guy that looks at everything. It hasn't been looking good for you in the media because boy oh boy, comedian after comedian, they're all saying you went too far, and people after people, from late night hosts to uh, other celebrities, they are now like saying that yo, that smack was too far. You didn't have to do that. He could handle in different ways, which. I believe that you, Will Smith, you could have went to the back like a man and went and talked to Chris Rock and said, hey, yo, that joke, it affected Jada. She wasn't happy. You could, can you please talk to Jada and say that you apologize for that, please, and apologize to her? And I have no problem thinking that Chris Rock would have went over there and talked to Jada and say, hey, yo, I apologize for that. I didn't think the joke was too far. I'm sorry. And I don't think Chris Rock would have had a problem apologizing, but you lost your way at that moment. And right now you're paying for it because I believe that those tears that you shed were tears of realizing that all that hard work, all that hard work that you spent from the 90s to the 2000s to the 2010s, three decades of television and film and being the nice guy, being the predictable guy, being lovable, huggable, Will Smith, that guy... All went down the tubes last Sunday when you slapped Chris Rock in the face. Hollywood's looking at you in a different light, and at this time, you have you even had the academy saying that AO hey, you have 15 days to apologize, but you took care of that yourself. You say, you know what, you're gonna resign from being on the board. You resigned from it. So again, hey man, congratulations for you resigning. You know that. Hey, you knew you had to resign, so I it, The thing that I got a question is, Would you resigning from the Academy motion picture, do you resign from the board, or do you resign? Can your name never be back into uh, any type of situation? Like, what does that mean that you are resigning from the Academy? It it doesn't make sense to me, but again, I'm not in the Hollywood elite. I am not in that uh, special club that you guys are in. And I want to dive into... Personally for you now, Will. Because I know you sat around and I know you thought about it and I know you thought about this, but I want the people to understand this too. And I want people to grasp this. People are going to say, Gerald, this, this has been building since 2016. No, no. I believe and the people that I've been listening to, they all believe the exact same thing that I'm about to spew right here. There's two comedians on YouTube, Aber and Preach. Go to their YouTube channel. They're great guys. They go into depths about it. And Joe Budden Podcast, I listened to him Wednesday. He go into depths about it, but I'm about to just break it down right here into a way that I, don't, I haven't seen anybody talk about this yet. Do you guys not realize that in 2020, COVID happened? And this is the first time that Hollywood elites are coming back on the biggest stage that all of them put a show for, they all create movies and these scores and everything just for this one moment, this one special show, the Oscars. They come back for this one show and everybody are back in this exact big open space arena. They had it in 2021, but it was a small, delicate, like secluded area where you only got invited to this small secluded space if you were nominated for a film, and even on that film, only a select people from that cast or a production uh, team could be there to accept the award if you guys would be there. But this year, in 2022, everybody was back. It's open season. The streets are open, if you will. And everybody is able to go about their lives. Mask are off in a lot of places. I didn't see not a mask there. Let me say this now. This was the first time that every Hollywood big elite was around each other again since pre-COVID. So, guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? Will Smith, at that moment, realized that I am being challenged, my family is being challenged, because you want to know why? Throughout COVID time, when 2020 hit and COVID happened, do people remember what happened in that situation that regarded Will Smith and Jada Pickett and August Alsina? It was the entanglement. That's whenever all that happened, and boy, oh boy, did the internet go ablaze. You had podcasts, you had YouTube channels, everybody going in-depth to the point that Jada and Will Smith talked on the Red Table Talk, and Jada had to talk about she was in a relationship for some time with August Alcina. She called it an entanglement. But the bigger picture in that was everybody was cracking on Will Smith and the jokes were all flying to Will. Will had to sit there and hear about joke after joke from people all on social media. I know Will Smith was scrolling through the social media bubble. I know he was scrolling and just researching his name just to see what type of jokes people were making about him, his life, his wife, his whole thing. And he had to eat it all in 2020, and even some in 2021. It died down later in 2021. It died down, but boy, throughout 2020, oh my God, that entanglement was the showcase. It was the news piece. As a matter of fact, entanglement was the word for 2020. That's a fact. Now, fast forward to 2022. Will Smith gets challenged by his wife, because you see it in his wife's face. You see that Will Smith knows that he has to go up there and do something. So he does that, and he does it to make his wife happy. And he does that to make his wife proud. He does that because he feels that he's been challenged by not just by Chris Rock, but by society. That slap that he gave to Chris Rock was a legit slap to the world. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. And what he was basically saying, keep the Smith name out your mouth. Will Smith has had this reputation of being the smiley, good guy, Uncle Phil, not Uncle Phil, but Cousin Will, the guy from Bel-Air, the whole Fresh Prince thing. We've all loved Will Smith. We love him. Adorable, smiley face, happy-go-lucky guy. You would think that you can walk up to Will Smith, dap him up, and say, oh, my God, man, I love you in Fresh Prince. Oh, my God, you are my favorite actor in such and such. But now, (laughs) that didn't happen. 2020, everybody flipped on the Fresh Prince. Everybody flipped on him because it's the internet. It's the world that we live in. We all got to crack jokes. People were cracking jokes about Jada just cracking up on August Alcina while Will Smith had the watch in the corner. Everybody was getting at Will Smith for saying he should have punched August in the face or he sat there at that red table talk and he had to endure that type of conversation. He didn't want to be there. He did it for his wife. And people were saying that Will Smith's face that he had at the Red Table Talk was the new Michael Jordan face. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a picture of Michael Jordan at his Hall of Fame acceptance speech. He was the red eye. And people were saying that Will Smith's face took over the Michael Jordan face. It's been documented, ladies and gentlemen. It's on social media. You can search that up yourself. Legitimately, people were saying that. So, now Will Smith has to come face-to-face with all that, but this time in person. And he slaps Chris Rock and he's letting everybody know, keep my family's name out your mouth. He wants to try to go back to before the entanglement jokes happened. He wants to go back before all their family's business got poured out into the public. He wants to go back to being lovable. Will Smith, you know nothing about the Smith family. You know nothing about us. We just pop out and we're just that smiling, lovable, caring family. But nah, once your wife... Did the Red Table Talks. And once August Encina came out, your whole thing got blew into shambles, my guy. And you need to go into therapy. I mean like some deep, deep deep-rooted therapy. Because that smack wasn't for Chris Rock. That smack was towards all the pain that you have been dealing with. All the suffering that you have been dealing with from 2020 that you have been carrying for two years. 2020, people were inside the home, and you had to sit there and take all that crap. 2021, you were able to go out and film films or do whatever you did, but boy, oh boy, you were still getting some entanglement jokes. I guarantee you, some people in production were still cracking some jokes behind their backs about entanglement, I guarantee you, and you probably heard some, but you probably let it go, and you probably let it slide because you know what? You're Will Smith. Hollywood loves you, but now all that's been flipped in that Three decades of excellence, black, beautiful excellence has been completely flushed down the drain over a slap. Will Smith, you should have went to social media immediately after Red Table talks and said, hey, we bared our soul. I get that jokes are coming, but if you play about my family, we're going to have problems. And I guarantee you people would have just said, you know what? Hey we going to crack some more jokes, but guess what? After that, it's done, because that's how the real world works. That's how social media works. They're going to call you a punk. They're going to crack jokes, but guess what? Something big happens later, and they forget about your situation. And you might hear from once in a while out of a blue moon, somebody crack a joke about an entanglement or whatever, something personal that happened towards you. Now, the alopecia thing, I didn't know Jada had alopecia. I did not know. People are going to say, Jada's been having alopecia. She talked about it. Dog, the media don't cover that like that. You might say, Gerald, the media covered alopecia. She's talking about it. Well, like for one brief, like, fluff piece moment? Let's be honest here. Social media didn't know much about alopecia. Social media didn't know much about Jada having alopecia like that. I don't care what nobody tells you. Nobody knew it to that well or that extreme to say, oh my gosh, she has alopecia. Nah, not at all. Jada Pickett has always been the black girl that's had short hair in Hollywood. That's always been Jada Pickett's situation. So her coming out with a baldy A-dog, people just thought it was par for the course. This is Jada's new hairstyle, whatever, whatever the case may be. But once... That all came out. People were saying, "Is report saying that she had alopecia. How could Chris Rock do this? Chris Rock making a movie about black women's hair. How can he make a joke about it? Dog, stop it. Stop it. Chris Rock was doing what he was supposed to do. He was doing with his job at the Oscars, where they signed his check for him to be there for. He did what he was supposed to do. Anybody saluting that slap? Yo, I can't rock with it so much. I can just say, hey, yo, he got slapped, but Chris Rock's making the best out of the slap. Let's not get it twisted. I feel sad that he got slapped, but he's making the best out of it business-wise. He's doing the smartest thing he can do. But Will Smith, he took a bad, bad, bad situation. He let his legacy get flushed down the toilet because now Hollywood's looking at you in a certain light, and now, for the black community... We only got one beacon of hope, and it's still Denzel Washington. Now, if anybody tries to uncover some Denzel Washington stuff, I'm going to have a problem with it because Denzel Washington is literally our last beacon of black excellence in the movie industry and films. We get black, young, excellent now with, Zend- with uh, Zendaya and even Denzel Washington's kid uh, doing movies. Uh, the black kid from Snowfall. We're getting some more younger black excellent faces being shown on our screens. And also, with Daniel Kalula, he's also part of the black excellence, this new generation of black excellence that's starting to slowly but surely take over Hollywood. But Denzel Washington and Will Smith were literally our two legacy acts of Hollywood. But now we only got one because now Will Smith has a stain to his name, and Hollywood's never going to let Will Smith, like, swallow that down. They're never going to do that. So now we only got one and it's Denzel Washington. Literally, that's the last beacon of black hope until all these new up and coming fresh crop of black actors and black actresses take that torch and they become black excellence that actors, future actors and future actresses can really look up to and say, you know what, I can do it because they did it and they have no blemish to their name. So, I just want Will Smith to please get some help. Please get some therapy because, boy, oh, boy, you've been dealing with some things, my man. Please get some help and please get therapy. Chris Rock, please, you also get therapy for that slap because you're thinking about it constantly. I know you are. You're going to write jokes about it. That's what you're going to do as a comedian. That's what you do. But please, both of you men, get some help. Will Smith, you, a lot of therapy. You need it. You truly need it. Now on to another thing. Um, on last week's episode, I talked about the kid that died off a amusement park ride. He was fourteen years old. His name was Tyree Sampson, and I mentioned how he died because he fell off. Well, not fell off. He got unhatched from his uh, safety equipment, and he fell off the amusement park ride the amusement park ride i'm not sure if it was the ride or it was the detectives that were investigating it they have come to the conclusion that he was overweight he was 50 pounds over the weight limit but the Beckle that the magnetic like things to keep him locked in they couldn't hold it so much so that was made him fall out of the amusement park ride and he died because of that so i see that the i see that 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 amusement park is going to get sued for that. There's no way that they're not going to get sued for that because you allowed him to get on it knowing good and well that he was over the weight limit because boy, oh boy, you see the tall signs. You can't let kids go onto the ride unless they're this tall. And if you see somebody that is bigger than they're supposed to be on that ride, I've seen people get stopped like, yo, you know you can't be on this. I've seen it. And for them to allow this kid to get on it, I see the amusement park getting sued. But on to this, this comes from, huh, this leads me down to this. And this comes from Fox 35 Orlando, and it says, who is Shay Johnson? Now, you might be asking, what does this have to do with Ty Sampson? Well, let me give you this right now. The title reads, who is Shay Johnson? Woman claims she is Ty Sampson's cousin. Family says they don't know her. The article reads, Following the death of Tyree Sampson, a 14-year-old who fell to his death last week while on the Orlando Freefall ride in Orlando, Florida, Johnson claimed to be Sampson's cousin, attended memorials in his honor and spoke to various news outlets, including Fox 35, about Sampson and how she wanted the ride to be shut down. However, members of Sampson's family have told the Orange County Sheriff's Office that they do not know who Shy Johnson is and that she is not a cousin of the family. Our detectives have looked into this and spoken with Tyree Sampson's mother. His mother told them she does not know who Shay Johnson is. A spokesperson for the Orange County Sheriff's Office said in an email late Thursday. Fox 35 attempted to reach Johnson after questions about whether she was legitimately connected to the family were raised. Her number appeared to be disconnected late Thursday. Attorney Bing Crump's office told, also told Fox 35 that the family does not know anyone named Shay Johnson. I would like this ride to be taken down, Johnson told Fox 35 on March 27th after starting a petition and collecting signatures demanding that the Orlando free Free Fall ride be shut down. My cousin lost his life over this ride. I don't feel it's safe and I feel it should be shut down before someone else's family have to go through what we are going through, she said in an interview at the time with Fox 35. Days later, Johnson was at a balloon release in the honor of Samson where she spoke with reporters about missing Samson. Me calling him fat boy and him calling me mini-me because I was always shorter than him. And I think that's what I'll miss the most, she said. It feels good to see all these people come. I know my cousin. He's happy to see all these people come, she said, of the community that showed up to the memorial. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff's Office said, as of now, there's no evidence of a crime Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, why on God's green would you pretend to be somebody's cousin after a family just lost a son? Why would you do that? Why would you pretend to be any family member that's related to them? Why? Why would you... This wreaks a desperation of attention. You went to a lot of memorials. You went to a balloon release. You talked to various media outlets. What are we doing? What are we doing as a society... Ugh, come on, man! <laughs> come on, this this shouldn't have happened. This right here, yes, the ki- yes Tyree Sampson falling off of the ride should not have happened. I went and discussed that last week, and I'll say it again here. That shouldn't have happened. If they saw he was fifty pounds overweight, shoot, if they saw that he was overweight just by looks alone. Yo, they should not have let my man get on that. They know better. But you, as somebody, you going up to this and saying, Hey, yo, this is my cousin, and all this type of stuff. And the family's coming out and saying, Yo, I don't know who this is. We don't, I don't even ever heard of a Shade Johnson in my life. You are coming out the woodworks to try to gain any type of whatever type of spotlight or fame that you can get from this. This is nasty behavior. This ain't good behavior this is disgusting behavior we as humans need to look at these type of things and say that's disgusting and i'm here to call it out every time i see something that's disgusting this is disgusting this woman should be ashamed of herself are you kidding me you making up something saying that i used to call him you used to call him fat boy and him calling me mini me because i was always shorter than him i think that's what i'll miss the most what are we doing what you Where do you come up with things like this? I understand people have creative minds and people try to pull off a scam when they can and all this type of stuff. Only thing I can think of is that she just wanted time on television to try to do whatever she can do. What that is, I don't know. She started a petition up, so I think the next logical step was her trying to get, like, donations. I don't know if that's happened or not. But if you see a Shay Johnson trying to show up donations for any type of thing of this magnitude, do not donate to that. For the love of God, ladies and gentlemen, this was a farce. This is garbage. We as humans, we have to do better. And when you see some nastiness like this, you need to blast it on your screen and blast it out on social media. This was disgusting. Shame this woman anytime you can and anytime you see her. This is disgusting. For real. There's no other way I could even go about it. It's disgusting. Now onto another topic. This comes from the Independent, as the title reads: Yale employees stole forty million dollars in computers from school to fund lavish lifestyle. A former member of the staff of the Yale School of Medicine in New Haven, Connecticut, stole more than $40 million worth of computers and electronics from the university, selling the items to fund a lavish lifestyle that include luxury cars, trips, and several properties, according to prosecutors. On Monday, Jamie Patron, 42, from Lithia Springs, Georgia, pled guilty to wire fraud and filing a false tax return, according to the U.S. Attorney's office for the District of Connecticut. Jamie is accused of operating an eight-year scheme beginning in 2013 with Yale loses totaling $40,504,200. Officials have said that she started working at the school's emergency medicine department five years previously in 2008 and that she most recently worked as the Department Director of Finance and Administration. Oh, so y'all gave her nobody (laughs) money. Jamie had the authority to make and authorize certain purchases for departmental needs as long as the purchase amount was below $10,000, the Department of Justice said in a press release. She started ordering either herself or through other staff electronics worth millions using Yale Medicine Funds, Arranging to have the item shipped to a business in neighboring New York State in exchange for payment, the New York business then resold the electronics, including Microsoft Surface Pro tablets and iPads. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Connecticut said she used money for real estate, expensive cars, and travel. She was forced to give up six vehicles, two Mercedes-Benz, two Cadillacs escapades, as well as a Dodge Charger and a Range Rover. The U.S. Treasury lost more than six million dollars as she didn't pay taxes on the stolen funds. DOJ added, they said she filed inaccurate federal tax well federal tax returns between 2013 and 2016, claiming that the stolen hardware was business expenses between 2017 and 2020. She didn't file a federal return. Prosecutors added, the investigation began in August of last year and was spearheaded by the FBI and IRS. An affidavit in the case states that Jamie said in a voluntary statement that she estimated that 90% of her purchases of electronics were part of the fraud scheme. After being arrested in September 2021, she was released on bond of $1 million to awaiting sentences while well, sentencing. In addition to the luxury vehicles, $560,000 has also been seized from the bank account of Mazi Entertainment LLC. Oh my God, my God. Okay, it says the maximum sentence for wire fraud is 20 years in prison and the longest sentence for filing a false tax return is three years. Jamie is sentenced on June the 29th. So she got a luxury lifestyle off of the back of one of the top colleges in the entire world, at least in America state. And also she got away with not paying correct taxes to uncle sam the government ladies and gentlemen i don't know whether to clap for this lady or to condemn her i'm gonna be honest with you this woman put in a lot of work to gain 40 million dollars straight up i'm not gonna to lie to you i'm not gonna to try to front you a not a dime they said this was an eight year scheme do you not know how long that has to be so for each year, she had to take roughly $5 million for an eight-year scheme to rack up $40 million and some odd dollars. That's $5 in some odd dollars every single year that she had to take. So I don't know whether I should be happy that she got to live a luxury lifestyle off the back of one of the top colleges in the world and also the government, or should I condemn her? I'm going to do both. I'm going to say, first of all, I have to condemn by saying this, ladies and gentlemen, do not try none of what she did, for the love of God. She got away with it only for a short amount of time. She's going to be going to jail for some time, ladies and gentlemen, but do not do what she did. Please do not. That is not the right way to go about it. I understand scheming and frauding people out of money. That seems like the most easiest thing to do, but boy, boy, does it take a lot of time and a lot of energy because, one, you always look in after your paperwork to make sure that everything is signed and figured out in the right way that you think that the government will not catch on to you at this moment. And also, you're always going to be keeping your eyes in the back of your head just to make sure the government isn't after you because you're always worrying, am I going to get busted? Am I going to get arrested today? Blah, say blah, blah, say blah. So please, for the love of God, just because she got away with it for eight years, that doesn't mean that you're going to get away with it just because you learned from this person. Don't try to commit fraud of any situation. Now, I have to commend her because she did do this for eight years. She did rack up $40 million, and she worked up to her most recent job. She was the Department Director of Finance and Administration at Yale. How could we not applaud that, yo? Like, literally, how could we not applaud that? I understand we're supposed to be upset, I understand that, as people, because, yo, you duping people, you're taking money from all these people, listen, colleges are taking money from college students, I'm just gonna be telling the truth, you got, you got okay, you gotta pay per term, per semester, this big sum of money, and then if you live there, you gotta pay a big sum of money to even live at a dorm, and then that, you got to Pay to put money back on your card because the colleges give you a certain amount of money on your college card to for uh things to use your college card for, whether you're gonna buy food as at the colleges or you're gonna print paper out at a college. Because my I know my college CCU, they do this. You have a uh five dollar uh limit, that's how much they put on your card begin with when you get a ccu card you get five dollars on your card and they give that to you now when you go over your five dollars and you spend it all you got to put your own money into that card the college doesn't give you okay here's another five dollars no they only do that every semester so you use that five dollars like sparingly unless you want to use it all up and then you got to put five more money back on your card until next semester rolls around and i'm not even sure if the money that you have in your card from that previous semester rolls over to your next semester because i can tell you right now mine hasn't cuz i rarely use my CCU card and that $5 that they give you it does not roll over to next semester meaning that $5 should now be turned into $10 if you didn't use it that previous semester it should now be 10 because 5 and 5 makes 10 that's how math works. No, you're still at five bucks. So for a high elitist college like this, I'm pretty sure they do the almost the exact same thing. Your money does not roll over. So with a staff member, with an employee getting this off, I ain't got no other choice but to applaud that because the person inside me, I'm like, yo, if you can outwit the government, one, You are at the top of me just saying, yo, you did, you did it, bro. You did it. One. And two, you outsmarting a college that are making kids sign over almost their whole entire soul, if we're going to be honest, because college kids go into debt with college debt, and they try to get into these high luxurious colleges. They are working day and night for papers that won't mean squat, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You're basically doing work so teachers and professors can read your work and say, okay, that was substance, substance enough and to sign you off and pass you along. And in the real world, let's be honest here. It's all about connections. And college is nothing but you trying to build up connections. That's what fraternities and sororities are for. But also, please be careful if you're in a sorority or fraternity because some of them do some heinous things to make you even join that fraternity or sorority to see if you, are worthy, if you are worthy to be in it. So please be careful. But in the real world, that's what it's about. It's all about connections. Oh, I went to college here. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Did you join a fraternity? No, I did not. But I went to college here, and now you got a foot to stand on because this is the college that you went to. This is your alma mater, yada, yada, yada. Now, if you join in a fraternity sorority, oh my god, I'm in this fraternity, I was in the sorority, oh my god. Now they give you into these businesses of, yo, you need to talk to this guy because this guy was a person in this chapter of this fraternity or sorority, yada yada yada. So now you build that link from your period from their previous experience and now your experience that you can now bond over of doing that. So, college. It's supposed to be a place where you're supposed to be building connections. That's basically what you're supposed to be doing. And in the real world, you use those connections more than you use a degree. I'm going to be blunt with you every time. Because a lot of degrees, they mean nothing if you do not have somebody to co-sign you on that degree or co-sign you for what you have done or you have something to back it up. And even then, still, sometimes, it's all about those connections. So for these kids to be paying a foot, arm leg chest to even attend these elite colleges and they constantly had to pay out of like wallet or get money from their parents or loan it off so they can get a degree a piece of paper at the end of their time dog i don't know what to tell you i could just say jamie got it off she lived well for eight years A. Hey, don't do what she did but i gotta applaud it i'm not gonna try to lie to you I gotta applaud that. Now on to another thing. Uh, this week, this comes from Yahoo News. Biden signs bill making lynching a federal crime, ending century-long effort. On Tuesday, President Biden signed into law legislation that makes lynching a federal hate crime. And it's historic bill that took more than 100 years to arrive on the desk of the U.S. president. He wasted no time signing off and putting pen to paper before giving remarks. That's all that needs to be said right there. Ta-da! Right there. It took a hundred years, more than a hundred years to make lynching a federal hate crime. I don't know what that says about America. That tells you that we still got some problems that we need to fix. Well, we got a lot of problems we need to fix, but this should have been into effect years ago. I don't know how many people still try to hang people by rope or whatever the case may be, but I'm glad this is being put into effect. I'm glad this has finally been signed. Thank God we're at least making one step in the direction, for the love of God. So, I at least got to say thank you, Biden, for getting that done and situated. Thanks for that. And this is the last thing I want to talk about before I get you guys out of here. This is coming from Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Texas court denies appeal of former Dallas cop Amber Geiger who shot and killed Bolton Jean. The article reads, Amber Geiger will not have the opportunity to appeal her murder conviction to the Texas Court of Criminal uh, Appeals, the state's highest criminal court, after the judges decided not to grant her petition for a review. Geiger, who in 2018 went into the wrong apartment after a 14-hour shift as a Dallas police officer and shot and killed Bolting Jean, was sentenced in 2019 to 10 years in prison. Geiger says she mistakenly went to Jean's apartment and thought she was walking into her home when she saw Jean inside and shot him. The ex-cop argued in a previous appeal that there was not sufficient evidence to convict her of murder because she believed she was defending herself. That appeal was denied in November 2021. Judges Michelle Slaughter and Kevin Yeri, two of the nine judges on the Appellate Court, said in a dissenting opinion they believe allowing Geiger to appeal to the Court of Criminal Appeals would allow it to consider and finally resolve issues she has with her conviction. Geiger's attorneys argued in their two previous attempts to have the verdict overturned that what the fired police officer did was Akin to self-defense, although Jean did not present any actual threat to Geiger because she mistakenly perceived his presence as a threat. Her attorneys argue she was justified in using deadly force to protect herself against a perceived threat, according to Geiger's appellate belief. All right, get out of here. Listen here. Her appeal lost. She got to stay in jail some more time. Listen, I don't even know how we're going to continue to do this. We know what it is. She killed a man, and this was no... This this shouldn't even be a situation. She shouldn't be allowed to appeal it, but in the courts of America, you're allowed to appeal if you feel that you've been wrongly uh, sentenced. And for Geiger, here's the kicker for you guys. Geiger will be eligible for parole in 2024. She killed a man in 2018, sentenced to jail in 2019, gets 10 years in jail, but she's eligible for parole in 2024. What tells you in two more years she's not eligible in getting out for parole? Let's be honest here. I have a feeling she's going to be out in 2024. So, Geiger needs to shut up, sit down, and just eat the rest of your time until it's time for you to get out for parole in 2024. Just eat it, man. You shot him, man. You did it. Except the except the time. Personally, 10 years, that is low from a human life. Again, I don't want to get too wrapped up in that. But again, 10 years for a human life that you killed because you mistakenly walked into your well you thought this was your apartment but you mistakenly walked into his apartment and you shot him as he was sitting down eating a bowl of ice cream dog get out of here I'm not trying to hear that nobody should be wanting to hear that I'm glad the the high courts of appeal said nah we're denying all that so now she has to sit down. Amber Geiger if you happen to listen to this or happen to hear this please shut up sit down and just accept the fate that you did. Please just accept it, man. Just accept that you got away with basically killing somebody. That's basically what you did. You got away with killing somebody and you tried to get out for an appeal. Accept it. Just accept it. Just accept it. You're getting out for parole in 2024. You only got to wait two more years. Ooh, you're not doing the whole 10 years, bud. You should be doing more, but you're not. So again, shut up, sit down, take responsibility. All right? Now, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you guys my social media links so I can get you guys out of here on Twitter. You can find me at, at my2podcast. Instagram, my2centspodcastg2. My email, if you want to email me about something that I missed or something that I didn't cover right, or you just want to talk to me, uh, my email is my2centspod at yahoo.com. I want people to please email me if they feel they need to talk to somebody. I am always here, trust me, I check my emails daily and again nobody has took me up on the opportunity to talk to me about anything. Again, this is not me just to like pander to anybody. This is me to literally, I throw my email out here every time because I really want to communicate with people if they feel that I did something wrong or I didn't. tell you guys the true whole facts about something that I talked about so again use the email please talk to me also my email is out there for people that feel that they can't talk to anybody they feel that they are lonely in this world don't feel that you're lonely you're not lonely you are loved you have people out here that do love you I am here to always talk to you if you need to talk to someone I am here okay I want to thank Apple podcast Google podcast podbeam audible uh Amazon music oh uh, yeah Billy those are those big five but anyway I want to thank these big five and all the other ones as well but um, thank you guys for allowing me to constantly be who for constantly allowing me to be who I am allow me to constantly talk about topics that I believe that people either didn't get a right point of view or just get my point of view on it or certain topics that people are not talking about in the big news uh, realm that people are not getting uh, full scope of I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do that because again you guys can easily kick me off cause you guys can say that you're, you're violating uh, terms of conditions and all this type of stuff but you guys don't you allow me to say what I want to say and uh, I'm, I just want to say thank you and uh, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening to me from wherever you are whether you're in whether you're in the America or you're in Canada or you're over there across the pond in the uh, ukraine or in britain or russia or germany australia africa brazil alaska hawaii wherever you are you happen to listen to me i want to say thank you because i do get to look at my overarching thing and i do get to see who is listening so i want to thank you guys for that i really do this podcast is becoming international i really do appreciate that so that lets me know that i'm on the right path to this podcasting thing i want to thank you guys for that now, with all that being said, always remember. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you all. I thank you all for constantly riding with me every Saturday and Sunday, mentioning Saturday. If you haven't listened to the Wrestling Highlights of the Week, please do that. Uh, that will be setting you up for tomorrow on Mondays uh WrestleMania review because Wrestlemania is tonight. Wrestlemania night one happened last night and also NXT Stand and Deliver also happened last night as well, so I will be giving you guys, on Monday I will be giving you my Wrestlemania uh, review of how how the events were for both of those shows. I will be giving you the review of Stand and Deliver and I also will be telling you the highlights of what happened at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor as well what happened Friday night. So with that, please be on the lookout for that Monday. Um, With that being said, I love you all. I thank you all. Please continue to have a a good day. Please uh, don't be a dick. Don't allow anybody to get you out of your character. Let anybody take you out of being who you are. Please continue to be who you are. Please continue to just wish good thoughts on people because you don't know what people are dealing with as evidence for what we've seen last Sunday. Um, please, for the love of God, please apologize to people when you know you messed up. Don't apologize just to just the Academy, Will Smith, I have to say that to you because you apologize to the Academy in public in front of everybody. You apologize to Chris Rock on Instagram, but by typing it up, no, you need to make a video apologizing to Chris Rock or you need to call up Chris Rock and apologize to him as a man. You know you messed up as a man, do that. You're a man, do it. Um so everybody please apologize when you have messed up please do that it will take you farther along and just having a positive attitude and positive outlook on life will take you in a bigger it will bring you along better in this world as well now with that being said this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 he is i and i am him this isn't goodbye this is until you hear the sweet sounding voice again whether it be next Saturday, next Sunday, or tomorrow for WrestleMania uh, review. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I do love you all. And with all that being said, Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you Uh tired, Jesus wept.